This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. We love anonymous GMs. We, we love GMs and executives who will go on the record with Mike Sando by not putting their name on it. They're our favorite. Because um, yeah. it's good content. It is. This time well, of year, finding out yeah. what people are thinking about the draft and whatnot is good stuff. Uh, this is actually, and I kind of like the way that this that Sando does his stuff because none of these guys are trying to, um, you know, I, it doesn't even feel like smoke they're throwing out about themselves or anything. It's just they're, it's these, these executives, none of whom have a pick in the top ten, giving their opinions about what they think might happen yep. in the top 10. So I think you get a little bit of insight into maybe how they feel or what they think of Nick Casario or what they think D'Amico Ryans wants. It's a really interesting way that, that Sando framed this. Um, and they kind of created a mock draft by taking, taking the opinion of three NFL GMs and then multiple NFL top-level executives yep. that Sando just met with at bars and restaurants and hotel lobbies around the combine. It's great stuff. It really yeah. is. It really is. So here, here are some of the things they're saying about the picks that matter to the Houston Texans. And let's start at one. And, and Sando says the consensus seems to be, because as Seth pointed out, there's quotes in here about what these guys think could happen, and then he sort of cobbled together a mock draft based on the opinions, you know, just unscientifically, the opinions he was getting. The consensus seems to be now that Will Anderson would be, if the Bears stay there and yeah. don't trade, would be the number one pick in the draft. And that, yeah. that's, that's logical given what happened with Jalen Carter. Here are the quotes under the Bears' number one pick portion of this, though. Uh, a GM from a team picking later and with an established quarterback said this, I think a trade is more likely than not. I would say a 75% chance. I could see it being more of like a Carolina currently picking ninth, or someone outside the top ten jumping up into that top spot. Carol, Carolina seems to be everybody's darling when it comes to being aggressive and trading up for that number one spot. Part of that is just because Dave Tepper, the owner, has been really aggressive in paying coaches, you know, uh, trading for lesser guys like Sam Darnold. Like, he's given the go-ahead on some pretty aggressive trades to get guys who are – you know, mostly proven bad quarterbacks. <laughs> like, they've been proven to be bad in that he's willing to take a flyer on them. So the notion that he would trade aggressively up into the number one spot, just it makes a lot of sense. And uh, and Frank Reich, I think, I, I don't know if Frank Reich is wired to want to aggressively trade up that way, but he also is uh, He's a good employee. He's going to do it his own way. Oh, advice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think a couple things. Um, one, yes, I, I think Carolina, that, that would... 
if Ryan Poles, the GM for Chicago, is being truthful about what he said to Peter King, yeah, that he's got, he knows he can get a, a number one pick in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five from a team, yeah. Then and he's on the record saying that to he Peter King. Said it to Peter King. It was yeah. in the, it was in Peter King's Football Morning in America column yesterday. If that's the case, that is a team that's not the Texans or the Colts. There's, I don't think there's any way the Texans or the Colts give up that much draft capital to move up a spot or three spots in the case of the Colts. That would be a team that is having to make a big move. And going from nine to one is a big move. Yeah. That well, lines they, up. And that's that's one of those classic, hey, relatively new owner that is uh, hasn't been burned. as Even though he's been burned a good chunk already, um, I think he's still – he's in that – Dan Snyder trade up for RG three mode, you know, yeah. and uh, and and just wants to make a splash as forcefully as possible early on. Where the the Texans have been in the game long enough now, especially with Nick Casario, that I like I I feel like Tepper is more likely to trade up from number nine than Casario even wants to trade up for number two from two to one if if he could get a, a relative bargain with no first round picks given up. Here's a cautionary tale for you. If you're if you're a team, if you're Carolina that's thinking of doing this, I'm looking at this graphic from the NFL Network, Seth. Since two thousand eleven, there have been six trades by teams to move up into the top five yeah. or within the top five to to get a quarterback. Yeah. These are the quarterbacks. Two thousand twelve, RG three. Two thousand sixteen both Carson Wentz and Jared Goff were drafted by teams that made big moves up into the top two, the Eagles and the Rams, to get their quarterbacks. And these are all quarterbacks who are either so far out of the game or on their second or third team. Mitchell Trubisky, in um, in 2017, the Bears gave up valuable draft capital and move up one spot to get him. Sam Darnold in 2018, the Jets moved up from six to three to get him. And then obviously the Trey Lance trade. None of these have worked out. You know they're they're all other than Trey Lance, who is trending towards being on another team sometime down the road. These guys are all on their second or third teams, or in the case of RG three, they're out of the sport. Yeah, yeah, that's I think crazy. If, I mean, honestly, if you just look at look at the success of anybody drafted as a quarterback, yeah, that's true. Um, it, no, 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 but uh, it, it it buttresses the cautionary tale, which is that. It is a huge, huge crapshoot, and yet people are so desperate for quarterbacks that they're willing to trade up. But the as more and more quarterbacks go in the top part of the first round, the the hit rate gets even less. So it's uh, it's a dicey proposition to be that aggressive in trading up. I'd also point out that with three of those guys, it actually looked pretty damn awesome early on between RG three, yeah. Jared Goff, and um, Carson Wentz. In Carson Wentz, yep. It's uh, it's it's it's. That's it's a good amazing. point. That's a yeah. good. That's a real good point. Uh, well, just to close the book on the Bears at one, and then we'll get to the Texans at two. A team president said this about the Bears: "In the end, I don't know if they get enough to move down. Maybe you can get a Tampa who is desperate, or the Raiders. But I think everybody holds tight, and they probably just draft." Yeah, i I think that a lot of these teams could see the merits in any one of those four quarterbacks. There's going to be some teams that are scared off of Anthony Richardson because they want a guy that is more of a at the very least, if it doesn't work out, he could be a pedestrian quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Where with Anthony Richardson, it feels completely boomer bust. Could be a wasted pick. And yeah. I also think, yeah, depending on what the coach thinks about just having a, you know, if you want to run a Ravens-style offense for at least a couple of years and you're cool with that, then Anthony Richardson probably looks like the best out of all these guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, him and Levis probably. If you if you got no qualms about just saying, yeah, we'll rush the dude 25 times a game. Yep. We don't give a damn. Yep, run him into the ground. All right, let's get to it here. Number two, this again is Mike Sando of The Athletic 
talking to three GMs drafting outside the top ten and several different team executives. All quotes from the combine that he got from hanging out at the restaurants and the hotel lobbies and whatnot. Um, the consensus that Mike Sando comes up with is that the Texans would draft Bryce Young. I don't think that's news to anybody. Um, he says this, the Texans led by Nick Casario are in prime position to land one of the quarterbacks without maneuvering. A GM who was one of the GMs who was quoted previously in the Bears section of this said, quote, I think Nick sits on the pick, end quote, Yeah. i.e. he will not trade up. I think that's the chalk for me right now. Yeah, and uh, and Casario is a pretty active trader. I think that oh, yeah. for for other GMs that you know have been dealing with Nick for a long time, a couple decades in the league, I I feel like they might have a pretty good gauge on this. This is where I'm willing to take a. A lot of these unnamed executives have no skin in the game and th- these opinions that they have here. And there seems to be a theme of okay, Casario is not the kind of guy to fall in love with somebody. They're you know they didn't. Sean, the Patriots didn't fall in love with Tom Brady, so if uh, you know, like, there was always there was always an appropriate emotional distance between Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah. So if you can't fall in love with Tom Brady, then I feel like Casario probably isn't going to fall in love with a random unproven rookie. No. So, I, yeah, I would say I think it's much more likely he sits, sits on the pick. Um, that same GM said, "Did you already read the part about?" I did not. Go ahead. Okay. Nope. I think the first two picks are Young and Stroud. How they go, where they go, depends on how aggressive these t- other teams want to be in getting up there. I At this point right now, I could see Casario like just considering it a true toss-up between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. They like Bryce, Stroud, Bryce Young's ability to see the the game and the anticipate to read defenses all of those higher level things Bryce Young has it he's just so damn tiny CJ Stroud does have very good touch and ball placement um he he throws with anticipation he doesn't look as much of a natural at it as Bryce Young but I I could totally see him saying look whoever goes number one fine we'll take the other guy number two if they take a quarterback at all yeah in look in some ways in some ways well, I would say this. If the Bears were taking a quarterback, what I'm about to say might apply more because if a team jumps up in front of you and takes a quarterback and that quarterback ends up succeeding, then we're going to hear forever about how the Texans won that final game of the year. But sometimes when there's only two quarterbacks or two of anything, it's better to be picking second. If you feel the yeah. same about both of them, it's like, hey, man, there were two. The Rockets are that. When the Rockets got the third pick in the draft this year, the feeling in the building over there I know was, oh, there's three guys in this draft. You know, yeah. they can take Paolo, they can take Chen. I don't know how well it's working out, but on the night of the draft night, nobody's criticizing them for taking the leftover there and Jabari Smith, you know? I think that, um, yeah, yeah. If you, if, if you look at however individual teams evaluate risk, I think there are, especially after seeing Anthony Richardson in person and seeing just how freakishly athletic and big he is. He's not just athletic, he's big and athletic. Yeah. I think there, there's a very good chance that there's some GM out there who knows full well about Anthony Richardson's accuracy issues and who also knows that it's not so simple to change the mechanical things. I see so many people saying, well, Anthony Richardson's accuracy issues are uh, based in mechanical flaws, so all you have to do is fix those. If you watch the NFL lately, have you seen some of the mediocre 10-year veteran NFL quarterbacks who still have mechanical issues? Yeah. It's not just it's not the simplest thing to change. Nope. A lot of times you're battling physiology as you're trying to you're trying to fix these mechanical issues. Uh, so I think that 
they're willing, the teams that are willing to trade up to number one know that it's a complete crapshoot as to whether they can actually fix those mechanical issues. But the upside is so huge, huge. that if you can pull a Josh Allen and get his mechanics right, that somebody's going to fall in love with that notion. I don't think it's Casario. So that would be the dream scenario is if Casario really doesn't like Anthony Richardson, but some team trades up to number one to take Anthony Richardson. Yeah. So he still has the pick of the litter from, from his own draft. Board. I still think they find a way to get Bryce Young at two. I, I, I think that I feel yeah. stronger about that after the combine, after all these quarterbacks seem to have good weekends up there. I feel stronger. Yeah. I feel stronger that that there's going to be a lot of teams that maybe just lay back and take take whichever ones are left over rather than giving up first-round picks to move up and go get a guy. Other Right, right, exactly. You know? And if they do, though, too, I could see – I it might very well look like this. There might be a majority of teams that have Bryce Young highest on their draft board, but the teams that don't have Bryce Young highest on their draft board – are more likely to trade up to number one. I think that the fact that a lot of teams really like Bryce Young but are terrified of his size make it very unlikely for them to trade up to number one overall because the narrative is too easy after that. Oh, you traded up to number one for a 194-pound quarterback, and I know he was 205 for one morning during the combine. Um, He got injured in his first year. Boom, that GM's gone. It's just, it's too fraught with obvious risk. Where the other risks are more subtle with those other guys. And with Anthony Richardson, the risk is obvious, but the... The offset on his physical skills is so ridiculously high that it's hard to blame people for for thinking of the upside there. That's right. Um, One more on the Texans here. This is from an executive from a team who's picking in the top ten. Said this of the Texans. I can't see Houston moving up. I see them gambling that there's a quarterback there at 12, Hmm. end quote. I completely Hmm. disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I... If if they're if they're doing that, it means that they don't like any of these guys. I think if they're if they're just not taking a guy, because I, I don't know. The only one, the only one I think that would be there at twelve is if people just punt on Anthony Richardson and just say, you know what, the arm stuff is just it's too much for us to to overlook. It's just it's not good enough. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, the Seahawks are a team that had been, you know, a, a potential quarterback sucker-upper. Uh, you know, you got these four quarterbacks that are probably top 15 picks. The Seahawks are potentially now out of that conversation. I uh, People have floated it that, hey, if you look at Geno Smith's contract, it's very front-loaded. It'd be easy to draft a guy, especially like Anthony Richardson, and let him sit and learn for a year. Um but I don't know. I think that uh, it's if you're going to lock up Geno Smith, you'd probably rather. I, I, it strikes me as Pete Carroll w- would rather take that uh, one of these great defensive players that are available right now. For what it's worth, Sando thinks, according to all the intel he was getting, that the Seahawks are indeed taking Anthony Richardson with the fifth pick. So really, yeah, but yeah. Now, this this article was written before the Geno Smith uh, good contract was in place. Yes, that's a good that's a good point. Um, the other team in the top ten, top five, really that I think Texan fans are interested in is the Colts because they're A, in the Texans division, and B, they are viewed as the team that could, that are most likely to leapfrog the Texans and go up and get the first pick and take the quarterback of their choice. There's a lot in here about the Colts. Um, this is a, um, a GM who said he thought Houston would sit. The guy who said he thought Houston would sit on the pick said this about the Colts, Seth. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Ballard will fall in love enough with any one quarterback. I think he'll be happy with whoever comes to him. I think the owner, Jim Irsay, will say, okay, if we say there are three or four guys, we'd better end up with one of them. Um, end quote. I love that. 
We better get one of these three or four. If we're gonna, we better get a quarterback who is in the upper quartile of the upper. In quartile. the upper quartile, yes. winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. We need a quarterback who epitomizes that. <laughs> um, I guess the fear would be for Ballard. Okay, is if if the top maybe they only like three of the top four, and if those quarterbacks go. Boom, one, boom, two, boom. three. One, two, three. Yeah. And then you're sitting there drafting your least favorite guy. <laughs> yes. That's, that's uh, the fear. That's, yeah. But I also, man, I don't know. I I know that the Colts are viewed as, well, that's it. It's uh, it's put up or shut up time. It's been put up or shut up time ever since Andrew Luck abruptly retired. They've had multiple opportunities where they could have been super aggressive and gone after somebody. Uh, you know, a Tom Brady or something like that. And they didn't do it in any of that time. So I guess my question is still, all right, what what is different about this put-up or shut-up time as opposed to previous put-up or shut-up time? This, this is where this is where Jalen Carter's saga comes into play, Seth, the defensive yeah. tackle out of Georgia, who's yeah. in some legal trouble right now. Jalen Carter getting into trouble has kind of destabilized the top four or five a little bit to where yeah. Will Anderson is the clear-cut number one non-quarterback. So let's say the Bears stay at one and take Will Anderson. And then the Texans take Bryce Young at two. That opens up Arizona for business at three. I don't think Arizona drafts a quarterback, but I think they could look at it and go, okay, the top guy now, you know, because of a lack of baggage, is Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, but he's coming off a foot injury. And we feel like there's a handful of guys. We like some of these corners. We think they can help us just as much. That would be the fear is that three turns into the new one. You know what I mean? Like the Bears, they put it one. Texans make their move. And now you know, okay, now. CJ, they take Bryce Young, and now there's a bidding war for CJ Stroud at three. That kind of like if, this is a really interesting still, draft, man. Yeah, if Young and Stroud are still available, it's gonna yeah, it'll be super interesting. Yeah, I, this is where I hope I hope the Bears don't trade before free agency, like some reports have them eager to do. I I think that look the the GM there in Chicago has already kind of put himself out there by insisting that he knows he can get a first-rounder in 2024 and 2025 for that number one overall pick. I don't think that that trade is forthcoming until right before the draft when some team is genuinely feeling – like nobody – I don't think there's a team out there right now that is saying like, yeah, I got to forsake my future right this moment. No. Before we really have all of our coaches weigh in on everything, I I don't think they'll do it. Not before – dude, these quarterbacks all have flaws that are well-known. They want to bring them in the building. They want to go to their pro days. The, the, the calendar yeah, doesn't still, line up for polls. There's still time for something to show up in one of the background yeah, checks. Yeah, absolutely. You know? like, there's still time for one of these guys to go off and get a DUI. I don't I don't need any of that in my life. No. I trade away my future right now. When was the 49ers trade? A couple weeks before the draft? I'll look it up, but it was definitely yeah. after free agency started, for sure. Yeah. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you here on a Tuesday, 713-572-4610. Um, the Astros, they, I, ha- they, I called this uh, – on Twitter yesterday, their first crisis of this season. I was accused of fear mongering on Twitter. Was I fear mongering? Was I fear mongering on Twitter yesterday about the Houston Astros? We'll read my tweet. We'll discuss next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.